we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Today's episode, when the idea came to me, I was I was just thrilled. <laughs> I have to say, I don't think I've ever really heard a podcast episode like this, and I hope that you find it kind of as, as interesting as I do. Um, today's episode is really inspired by our members. Okay. And I just have to say that one of my favorite things about nutritional freedom is the community that we've actually, you know, created here on um, this little virtual corner that, that we have. Uh, in fact, I was on a call the other day with one of our members and she was just telling me about how, you know, the community aspect of our program wasn't really something that she was like, looking for or that she thought she needed. She thought of it as more of like a nice to have kind of thing. And now it's actually one of her favorite things about being a Nutritional Freedom member. And so a couple of weeks ago, Elizabeth, who is our nutrition coach, she led a call all about set point weight theory. It was like super mind-blowing. She she took the science and just like really presented it in such a digestible way. And anyway, what this member was was sharing with me was just how comforting it was to like look in the chat and see other women commenting things like, oh my gosh, same, or, you know, yes, I felt exactly that same way too. And, you know, while this community of women obviously has has so much in common, there's also, you know, so much individuality here, right? Of course, every member is an individual. So every woman comes into nutritional freedom with her own story, her own needs, and her own goals. And I consider it our job to really take her story into account, to address her needs, and to help her achieve those unique goals. And we do this in a way that a meal plan, an app, a book, or even a podcast just can't do. You see, even in a non-diet book, even in a book like Intuitive Eating with its 10 principles, 
there is this inherent lack of nuance and individuality. And it's not like anything against intuitive eating. That's just, I mean, it's literally how books work. (laughs) They can't possibly account for the exact goals or life circumstances of every single person who, who reads it in a limited number of pages. And even as technology has you know, obviously improved and made so many things easier and better and more um, customized, even most app-based diet programs don't account for you as a whole person. Specifically, what I found is it doesn't account for your diet history. Okay. So I have to, I have to be honest about something here. About six months ago, I downloaded Noom just to kind of see what it was about. You know, I gotta, I gotta stay up to date and what's going on in, in the industry. Right. And so I went through the onboarding and, and I have to admit the onboarding process was, was, you know, um, was in depth, was lengthy. I was prepared to be impressed. And then I got smacked with the 1,200 calorie a day prescription. Classic. <laughs> so classic, in fact, that this is the exact same goal that I used to have that completely wrecked my, my metabolism and ultimately led me to, to stop dieting, to ditch diets, and, and led me to my own nutritional freedom. Plus, as I was looking back, I was thinking like as I got that, you know, kind of quote unquote prescription, I was like, man, how do we get here? And then I was like, you know, they never asked me about my diet history. They never got into my my decade of diets. And certainly I don't think I mentioned anywhere in here that I have an autoimmune disease. You hear this all the time, but it is so true that health, nutrition, it is not one size fits all. And that's where working with a human particularly a qualified practitioner, right? Not just any old human, but we're working with a human can be so absolutely life-changing. And so I want to illustrate this today by sharing what I'm calling a tale of two women. And as I share the stories of these two women and the differences in how we would work with them at Nutritional Freedom, I want you to listen for anything that maybe sounds like you or your experience in either one of them or perhaps both, okay? And these women were inspired by the women I talked to on social media. Um, they were inspired by you know uh, interviews I've done with, with various customers or potential customers and, of course, by our very own members. But just to be clear, the names are like totally made up, <laughs> okay? So let's start with Jen. So Jen has a long diet history that started way back in her early teens. So we're talking, you know, 20 or 30 year long diet history started way back in her early teens. And and growing up, she tried all the usual suspects. She did the Weight Watchers, the calorie counting. She did, you know, those really classic fad diets like Atkins and juice cleanses and cabbage soup and all, all of it, right? She finally came to us after doing several Whole 30s. And in some ways, the Whole30 really worked for her, right? She you know, would typically lose some weight on the Whole30. She would often feel much better in her body. She wouldn't have as much um, you know, brain fog. Her energy levels would be more stable. She would um, you know, fall asleep more easily. Lots of, of great things would, would happen to her while she was on the Whole30. The problem really wasn't about the Whole30 itself, but while on the Whole30, she experienced a lot of, of benefits, 
things kind of started to fall apart for her in between those whole 30s. So she'd often find herself binging on non-whole 30 foods on, you know, day 31, right? And because of that, she has a lot of post-whole 30 related food fears, okay? That that experience really instilled in her, you know, that there's reason to be scared of you know, foods that are not allowed on the Whole30, whether that's, you know, highly processed foods, foods with added sugar, foods with gluten, foods with dairy, things like that. And she would notice that she felt very out of control around these foods when she wasn't on the Whole30. And so in experiencing that behavior, that kind of like vacillation between, you know, I'm super good on the Whole30 or I'm like all the way off, super bad when I'm not on the Whole30, she started to develop these really strong identities. She saw herself as a food addict, as a sugar addict, as an emotional eater. Okay. So she came into this program, again, feeling a lot of food fear, feeling these really strong identities, and also feeling really out of touch with her body. She really had no sense at this point of her hunger and fullness signals, and she really felt like she couldn't trust herself around some of these you know, off-limits foods, particularly processed foods. She would find that whenever she would have them, she would just you know, eat until she felt absolutely stuffed, especially in light of stressful moments in life. And so the solution quote unquote here, um, that she would go to would be just to try and eliminate them again, right? She'd keep them out of her house, but then something would happen, whether it was, you know, her partner brought them into the house or she was, you know, on a work trip or just something would happen and she would end up binging on them once again. So it's this really, really perpetual cycle. Okay. And listen, the truth is she doesn't feel her best when she's eating a lot of processed foods, but she doesn't have any outright allergies or or food intolerances. And frankly, sometimes her schedule and lifestyle necessitates some of these, you know, convenience packaged foods, right? She's got a busy schedule and she doesn't have a lot of time to, to cook between working and taking care of her family. Okay. So essentially to kind of sum this up here, Jen comes to us feeling completely out of control around food very out of touch with her body, and very fearful about her health and her future. She's a family history of chronic disease, and, you know, she wants to have a long, happy, and healthy life free from illness. I think we can all, we can all understand where Jen is coming from, right? So let's talk about our methodology in working with someone like Jen, Okay. So here's the thing. Jen will actually benefit from more structure, at at least initially, okay? Telling someone like Jen to just listen to her body would not be very effective because her body signals have, have actually been dimmed quite a bit due to the decades of dieting. Plus, again, because she's been dieting for so long, not, not only is that happening on a physiological level, right? Like actually, um, what, what we find is that the longer you diet, the the less physiologically in touch you will be with your body's hunger and fullness signals. But there's also so much going on psychologically there, right? Diets and in the diet industry makes you trust your body less on a psychological level. 
Okay. So that's why it would not really be super helpful to just throw Jen into the deep end and say, well, just listen to your body. Like, no, she doesn't, she doesn't know how to do that yet. Okay. So we need to take some baby steps here and, and actually implement some structure, especially because she has, again, that fear, that fear and, and that feeling of being out of control with food. We need to reinstate some agency and autonomy around food with Jen. Okay. So we're going to teach her the basics of good nutrition, have her start putting those into practice and simultaneously begin actually introducing some of those fear foods in a very low stress way. This is not about, again, it's not about a free for all. It's not about saying, just trust your body, listen to your body, all that. It's not about introducing everything at once because that's just going to likely lead to a binge and it's just going to perpetuate a lot of what, you know, Jen came here feeling and doing. So we're also going to focus a lot on blood sugar regulation through balanced meals and, and really intentional macronutrient composition. And we're going to provide her some resources and exercise to get her back in tune with those body signals. So first, we got to start with actually just feeling hunger and fullness, and that may take some time. First, it's feeling it, and then it's learning to respect them more often until it is truly a habit. Okay, it's really common for women coming into this program, into nutritional freedom. They they can't feel their hunger and fullness signals. They can't feel it, or they are, again, psychologically very hesitant to trust those signals. So first we just have to, to work on like the awareness piece. And then it's okay, now you're aware of them. Oftentimes, you know, after awareness comes, okay, awareness and then just bulldozing right over them. Okay, <laughs> okay. If you're bulldozing right over your hunger and fullness cues, then we need to go from, from awareness and bulldozing to awareness and, and respect. Okay. How can I become aware of my hunger and fullness cues and then actually practice eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I'm full? That's, that's typically one route here. Okay. So let me, let me get back to Jen. Excuse the, the tangent there. <laughs> so while all of that is happening on the nutrition front, this gentle structure, the um, you know attention to blood sugar regulation, hunger and fullness cues, the very intentional reintroduction of some of these fear foods, we also have some work to do on the mindset piece, okay? So we are going to support her as she challenges these limiting beliefs and the unhelpful identities that she came in here with. Right? We, I did an entire episode on food addiction and sugar addiction, and what we find is that these identities that people take on, these labels that people take on are not helpful, okay? That when you wear this label of being a sugar addict paired with a reactionary restriction of sugar, okay, think about it this way. It makes, I mean, it makes sense. It's logical. Okay, if I think I'm a sugar addict, then I need to refrain from eating sugar. Well, that is a recipe for a binge. And as soon as a sugar addict, quote unquote, right, a, a self-identified sugar addict binges on sugar, well, it's a completely defeating experience. It is not an empowering identity. Okay, so we're going to help Jen to free herself from these labels if they're not helping her. So we're also going to spend some time with, with Jen working on control, okay? So we want to help her recognize the areas in which she does have control versus the areas that she doesn't and what to do in either case. 
that's really going to help her with this feeling of fear that she has coming into the program and also help her feel more confidence and more agency in her everyday decisions. Okay. So I hope that kind of helps you paint a picture of what Jen and, and, and women like Jen, what, what that experience is going to look like. And again, the, the steps and the strategies that we use in working with someone like Jen is going to be informed by Jen and who she is and her, her history, her needs, and her goals, who she is as a unique person. And also, I, I forgot to mention there, her life circumstances, right? When we're working with our members, we know if they're single or married, do they have kids? Do they have busy jobs? Are they, you know, stay-at-home moms? Are they side hustlers? Like we we know who they are. And so we can give them this super individualized, targeted support. And it's awesome. <laughs> and I just don't think that there are robots or AI machines or books that can do it the same way. Okay, so with that, we've got Jen. All right, think about what what do you have in common with Jen? What is maybe different um, between you and Jen? And then we're going to get into Alexis and Alexis's story. All right, so Alexis is really into health and wellness. She follows a lot of wellness influencers. She actually did yoga teacher training, and she's got books that she's read, you know, sitting on her shelves, all about like Ayurveda and plant based keto, right? And so about five years ago, um, Alexis lost a significant amount of weight through a pretty rigid dedication to a healthy lifestyle. So she was eating super clean, working out a lot, the whole thing, right? And then over the years, between getting a high-stress job, falling in love, taking a step back from such a high-intensity focus on health, and now, frankly, COVID um, and, and being quarantined and all the stress of life in 2020, she's gained the weight back, all right? And for some time, you know, the last few months, that really set her into a tailspin. So she started doing like hashtag all the things, all the things that used to work, right? She was eating Whole30, drinking Bulletproof Matcha, lots of spinning, but nothing was really moving the needle, all right? And that's when she came to us. Because she found that this area of her life that used to bring her a feeling of achievement and purpose now feels so frustrating and overwhelming. And she's in a place where she doesn't want to be so body focused, right? She's, I mean, she's literally been focused on her body for over five years. And she also wants to feel comfortable in her skin again because that's she's not there right now. She does not feel comfortable in her body, and she also doesn't want to feel so focused on her body, okay? It's this, you know, kind of dissonant place to be, but it's so common, right? So she wants to feel comfortable in her skin so she can just focus on what's actually important to her. She's super focused on her career. She's super focused on her relationship. Like she has so many bigger dreams and goals at this point, And she doesn't want to have to go back to the place where she was five years ago, putting all of her time, energy, and effort into losing weight. Okay. She is very much ready for something different. So let's talk about the method. Okay, because our approach with Alexis is going to look a little bit different, but I would say the overall intention is the same, right? We are here to to very simply support her as she becomes free from diet behavior and diet mentality, and as she learns to approach nutrition in a way that actually fits her everyday lifestyle. Because clearly, 
the lifestyle that worked for her five years ago is just not something she's willing to do anymore. And and to to help her own that and also achieve some of the goals that she has is where we come in. All right. So for Alexis, we would actually loosen the reins on the structure. Okay. In in contrast to Jen, Alexis actually comes into to nutritional freedom with a much better handle on her body's signals. There's likely still some mindset work there, though, to help her actually learn to trust them. Okay. So after I would say a period of simply like just listening to her body, right? And actually exploring a little bit more freedom and a little bit more fluidity there and and really just seeing how that feels, we would audit her past diet slash, you know, like healthy lifestyle trials and really think critically about what's worked for her and what hasn't. Okay. Then we would take that information and craft an ongoing sustainable strategy for her nutrition and and overall health, right? It's not just about food. I mean, that's a lot of what we focus on in our programs, but I mean, there's so much more that that plays a role here, right? We're thinking about um, your your sleep quality. We're thinking about your movement. We're thinking about your stress management. We're thinking about your hormones, your gut health. Like all of these factors play a role. And with someone like Alexis, we can probably um, get there a little bit more quickly than with someone like, like Jen. And it's all good, right? There's not like one journey that's better than the other. Every journey is unique and its own. And your journey is the one that you need to be on, right? So again, we take that information and craft this like ongoing sustainable strategy. And we would spend some time for sure focusing on neutralizing foods with some guided exposure exercises. And and we get to make it fun, right? Do like a date night, <laughs> um, go out to dinner with a friend, go go on a walk and get some ice cream. Like we're, we, we like to make this fun um, because health and food should be fun right? What's the point if we're not having fun? Okay. And I would say particularly with with Alexis, we would want to spend some time up front focusing on values and value aligned goals. Clearly, Alexis is, you know, she's a high achiever. She's a goal oriented woman and she wants to derive a lot of meaning out of life. And it's very clear that she has an interest in health, but we need to take a step back at this point in her journey and really understand where and how does does health fit into her overall value system. And also, does weight loss play a role? Right? We've got to we've got to talk about that. I think it's really important for for us to be able to have those types of conversations with our members um, around weight, weight change, body image, all of that. We really help our, our members gain a lot of clarity in that area because typically um, an area where they feel a lot of noise and confusion. Okay. And, and of course, this would be ongoing. There's, I mean, we could, I could take these stories on for the next like week um, and, and just tell you all about it. But I want to pause there. Because as you can see, like Jen and Alexis, they've got some things in common, but there's definitely going to be nuance in their journeys and how we coach them. So I want to invite you to kind of turn this back inward, right? That's the point here. Are you more of a Jen or are you more of an Alexis? Maybe you've got some similarities and some things in common with both women. And then there are, of course, going to be things about you that are completely your own, that are completely unique. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. I want to hear, you know, what you have in common with Jen and Alexis. And, and then, of course, what is all your own? 
I know, I know that nutrition and health can often feel so complicated, which is why these, you know, simple black and white solutions that you would find in a book or on an app through the Whole30, for example, that is why they're so enticing. But these super templated approaches just don't work for you as an individual. So with that said, I want to invite you to a free workshop that I'm hosting called How to Create Consistency in Your Nutrition and Feel Better in Your Body. So in this session, I'm going to share my three secrets to create a drama-free relationship with food that allows you to make thoughtful choices about nutrition without obsession, okay? I'm also going to teach you how to learn to use food as self-care so that you can actually start working with your body, not against it. And I'm also going to teach you how to overcome some of the root causes of problematic eating patterns like emotional eating, overeating, and binge eating, okay? The registration link is down below in our show notes. And let me just say, if you're a loyal podcast listener, you have not heard this stuff. (laughs) This is going to be the first time that I've taught this information in this format. I'm covering the tactical strategies and also the high-level mindset shifts And so again, if you're a fan of the podcast, you are absolutely going to love this workshop. I'm so excited. I can't wait to to meet you um, if if you show up live. We've got three different sessions going on over the next couple of weeks. So just um, head to the link in our show notes, um, choose a session that works for you. And I hope to see you there. All right. Otherwise, I'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye, y'all.